Good morning. Are we all not broken? Are we all not hurt? Do we all not have some regret? Some anger? Some desire? Is there an emptiness somewhere? Or does it feel like it's everywhere? And do we all not seek to fill it? Or find it? Which path did you choose to fill it? You know, that emptiness, that feeling of abandonment or loneliness or victimization. How did you self-medicate? Oh, it's easy to point the finger at you. The things you do, the path you chose, point the finger at someone else look in the mirror just to look at yourself for a moment look no you didn't pick up the bottle you picked up the needle And over there, I see Marcus. Marcus didn't pick up the needle, he picked up the bottle. There's Jasmine, isn't she pretty? She didn't pick up the needle or the bottle. She picked up cigarettes. And there's Robert. Not like Jasmine. He picked up cannabis, weed, and the like. Ah, uh, I see you, Lucy. Don't try to hide. Lucy became a stripper. You know, Lucy was abused at an early age early to even understand what was going on sexually. There's Vanessa. Well, Vanessa just decided to hate everything, including her own sexuality and femininity. She picked up lesbianism. She had beautiful, beautiful locks of hair. She chopped it all off. Put on a pair of cowboy boots some chains, some tattoos, and practice lowering her voice. Oh, now, now, stop picking on her. Adam, you know better. Well, Adam decided to become Adina. But that was after 
20 years. 20 years of being a man seeking another man and many men because his father gave him no love at all. He needed that love from a man, the love that he always wanted from his father. He sought to fill it by the arms of other men. Became quite confused. Poor Adam. No, Adam wasn't born that way. Adam was made that way. Oh, and there's Steve, the promiscuous one. He's had more women than he could count, and God knows babies that he doesn't know if he could even find. He's got a few coming after him for child support. Well, Steve's a charmer. Good looking, too, by the way. He could be a model on any magazine cover. Everybody loves Steve. He could do no wrong, but he does wrong all the time. The only difference is that he charms his way out of it all. And they just let it go. You remember the good-looking one in class? Even when they gave the wrong answer, the teacher smiled. You raised your hand and she frowned. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like that in life sometimes, isn't it? The good-looking person just gets a pass. But who doesn't like to look at a good-looking object? Shiny 66 Camaro coming down the street as opposed to the clunker Fiat that you drive? Ah, I hate to say it, I'm a little prejudiced. I'm gonna look at the 66 Camaro. Well, we all have that. We don't have to get so offensive about it. Who doesn't love a pretty flower or do you want one wilted, fading and crumbling? It's natural. A nice cut of meat at the butcher shop, those of us who still eat meat, or a beautiful green leaf that doesn't look like it's got worms crawling over it for you vegans. Who doesn't love a beautiful blue sky with crisp white cumulus clouds? You know, those gray ones don't exactly make you feel too good. Ask the people in Seattle. They get dreary and suicidal. Oh yeah. Some people just forget what we naturally are drawn to. A beautiful flower, a pretty face, beautiful hair, a good looking body. It doesn't have to be demonized, people. It's quite normalized, but it's what you do with it. Now there is beauty in the ugly dog, as they say. You know, the one with the teeth protruding from his lower jaw, but it is so ugly it's cute. And there is There is beauty in the person that doesn't look so perfect, whose hair isn't so perfect, whose jawline isn't chiseled for a magazine cover. But there is the beauty in the spirit, and there is the ugliness in the pretty thing, too. Yes, there is the ugliness in those that are full of their beauty, like the devil, cut full of himself. There is nothing uglier than a pretty person of pride, right? Isn't that the ugliest thing you've ever seen? Or an arrogant, wealthy man? There's nothing more beautiful than a man of wealth and humility, but there's nothing uglier than a man of wealth and pride. 
Humility is a wonderful thing. But some of you have run into the arms of your work. Emptiness to throw yourselves into your jobs to achieve as much as you possibly can because you're chasing your own inadequacy. Men do that with athletics. Some women do as well. And particularly with their purpose. You know, we're not having babies like we used to anymore. Women don't want to be mothers. They want to be dog owners. And they want to be yoga teachers. Or marathon runners, because God knows there's not a woman in California who isn't running every day of her life in yoga pants. Very seldom are they pushing a car, a, a carriage of a baby, but if they are, they're pushing that carriage in yoga pants. Very seldom do you see women sitting with their babies, playing on the grass. No, they prefer to push the baby and they play by running beside the carriage. They have to constantly be running. They're obsessed with the fatness of their butts and their thighs. Obsessed. Obsessed with the wrong thing. How sad. The children are relegated to nothing. And now men, this is a man podcast. I'm not here to talk about the women. The men. The men who have decided that God is no longer their God, that their only God is sex. You know how many men are sleeping with women they're not married to and playing house and going to church and reading the Bible? They might as well burn it. You'd be a much better disciple of the devil than of God because now you have shown everyone that knows you that you can have the best of both worlds. You can be married and have a mistress. Isn't that what you're doing? Aren't you married to God? Say that you're thankful for God, died on the cross for you, saved your soul, but you still play with the devil's kids. You remember your parents saying, and I don't want you going down that house and playing with that child next door. He's a bad seed. Okay, mom. Well, that is true. Bad company does corrupt good character. First Corinthians, I believe, chapter 15, verse 22. The cops will tell you that, guilty by association. Well, you're close enough. You're probably done enough. You want to remove yourself as far from alcohol when you're in AA as possible. And when you're promiscuous and you know you cannot resist the shape of a woman's body, you might want to not go to the beach on a sunny day where everyone's in thongs. Smoking bongs all day long. That's not the way to get free. You don't want to chase after your temptations. Believe me, your temptations will chase after you whether you want them or not. So you might want to practice resisting them rather than waltzing and dancing with them trying to prove you're stronger than you are. You'll always lose that battle. Man does not take fire into his bosom and not be burned, so you have to make a covenant with your eyes not to go there, not to look there, not to be there, and do like Joseph when the woman beckons you to the bed. Run. 
they often get angry when you do because their goal is to decimate and destroy you, control you, manipulate you because they can. Why? Well, in a lot of ways, in most ways, women are just smarter. They have more access to strategies and means by which to manipulate you. And if it isn't through sex, well, it's through guilt. Men are weak. First to a woman's tears, but we start off with our mothers. Quite normal, you know. Who doesn't hate seeing their mothers cry? There isn't a man on the planet. Now the girls are different. They fight with their mothers like cats. You ever heard two cats fight? It's worse than hearing two dogs. It's absolutely just demonic. But boys, we can't stand it. I, to this day, just the thought of seeing my mother cry. And we hate almost any female. But it starts with the first female, our mother. And it becomes a weakness. Now, I'm not talking about the natural propensity of all humans to have sympathy. That's normal. But for the male, it's on a whole nother level. I've seen couples fight and immediately the male goes to the defense of the woman. But the woman was the guilty one. But you don't assume that, do you? You always assume that the man, well, he's stronger. All things being equal, he's stronger, he's bigger, he's more aggressive. So we will assume that the weaker one did nothing. Well, we know that's a lie. And you men that are married know what I'm talking about. But the women use their temptations. Proverbs 31, Proverbs 3, 7, 8, 9, and chapter 11. Don't go down that street. Don't look in her window. She will bat that eye. And why does it work? Why does this bait and switch work on men? You see, the real toxicity are the women, not the men. Men are lured, tempted. They're minding their business. For the most part, most men aren't looking. They've got other things on their mind. Their cars, their toys, hanging out with the boys, going hunting and fishing. Or mischief, figuring out a way to start a business and make a lot of money or take over a country. Men want to conquer. They want to build. They want to find a treasure. But then the woman comes, walks around and distracts them. Now, by nature, there is something to that to so that you will procreate, but you are not supposed to levitate in that. You must always stay elevated from libations and sex. It has a purpose and a place, but it is never meant to be worshipped. It is never meant for you to have your mind more on that. Do you understand, men? Throughout history, how many have fallen because of that? Now, there are other men who have conquered many things. Look at Tiger Woods with his athletic prowess. But the sex. Bill Cosby, Will Chamberlain. But the sex. Martin Sheen, but the sex. Harvey Weinstein, but the sex. Broken men who grew up too fast in a candy store, not realizing not supposed to have a lot of candy. Where did they learn that from? Well, it's what they didn't learn from their fathers. 
they did not learn that. And most men now are more comfortable being around a female than being around a male. Because modern society has said, the only man that's worth it is a man that is stripped of his masculinity and he must take on the characteristics of a woman. Real women don't want that. Broken women do. But a woman does not make a man. A man makes a man. A man makes a man. A man makes a man. My broken men. You sad, broken men. You are uncomfortable with men. So you are uncomfortable with God. God is a father. Above all, he is a father. With mother characteristics for sure, but he is a father. And now you have sold yourselves to the sirens. Is it no wonder the Starbucks sirens are all over the world? A siren, you idiots. A siren, holding up her legs, luring men into the rocks of their destruction with her songs of lust. You men will destroy yourselves and be destroyed by those that you allow to destroy yourself. It is a choice. I see you've made your choice. Choose better. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Those that run into him shall be saved. The Bible says to flee the youthful lust. Run and don't walk down that street. Have your power. You have a marriage to your heavenly father first. Stop the affair with the mistresses of Satan. Walk alone. Then you can walk anywhere. And anyone. Do that first. And you will be able to resist. Because a man that walks alone. Is submitted to God. And when we are submitted to God. No weapon formed against us can prosper. No woman's tears, no woman's sex, no man's anger or peer pressure. Walk alone with your heavenly father and watch how powerful you are. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.